0: Let's do a quick scamper around the NBA, all 30 teams, the injury updates that we need to know, and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. My name is Josh Lloyd and yesterday... I told all you guys that it would be a good idea to stream Goga Badadze, and then I went and called the Orlando Magic head coach and go, hey, let's screw with everybody, and give him a DNP. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore b on TikTok at RedRock underscore b and on Instagram, at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, go to fanduelcom slash LockedOn to get started thank you also for making locked on fantasy basketball your first listen every day we are free and we are available on all platforms i think i know what i want you want me to do or what i want you to do in fact that is double bang oh i already double bang of course i do but you can go and listen to the audio watch the video thumb it up anita ward and ring the bell Leave a comment and subscribe, but of course, be ready for the live trade deadline show Thursday, February the 8th, 1.30 p.m. Eastern live here on YouTube. Go and pre-like that. Let's hit 1,000 pre-likes. Let's get comments going there already, and most importantly, chuck it in your calendar so you know what is going to go down. I still maintain that my two most likely players to get traded are DeJounte Murray and D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell was crying in that game yesterday. So was Rui Hachimura. They are out of there. They're not, they're not. going to be there. They're getting traded. I don't know who or where they're gone. Dejounte is the other one that I'm pretty confident of. Does do I know what that means for fantasy? Not really, but that's where we're at. We're going to talk injuries, and I'll preface this: I'm going to knock a wood. I'm going to. Sc- you know what? It is my mission right now to screw all of your fantasy teams by telling you it's actually a pretty good injury report. There's not that much going on. We're actually in a pretty good spot. So you're all going to get absolutely wiped out this week. Everyone's going to get hurt suffer to everybody that exists because we are about to just kill the luck for everybody because it is looking pretty okay at the moment. So we'll start off by looking at the Washington Wizards. And at the moment, there is nobody on the injury report. That's a good start. What about the Utah Jazz? Anybody on their injury report? Nope. What about the Toronto Raptors? Well, there is someone on their injury report. It is the big fella, Yucca Purtle, but I, I think he's coming back this week. He could be. I think he's far away. Um, he is, almost that two-week evaluation period for Pirtle is basically up this week. He last played on the 7th of January. We've got him coming back on the 26th of January, which is almost basically three weeks away. Um, we've seen Jonte Porter and Thad Young get those minutes, but Pirtle, I think he's going to be back this week. There you go. Pretty clean injury report, isn't it? The San Antonio Spurs, do you think they got a clean injury report? Yeah, they do. Weirdly though, Zach Collins is back on the injury report. And this is two times this has happened now, where players have come back way earlier than their initial time frame. Torres Halliburton, Zach Collins came back. Um, Collins for some reason played the back to back, and then for the Monday he's listed as questionable for the ankle. Why? I'm not saying he's gonna miss, but what's going on? That's a bit weird, I think. A bit weird. C.D. Sissoko is dealing with an ankle problem. Um, We've got him out for the rest of this week, but he's not going to be a part of the rotation anyway. As long as Collins is out, uh, the Trojan Domi Barlow steps into that role. I don't think Collins is a must roster player. Um, I believe that Weminyama's restriction is going to be lifted this week. Whether he plays the Friday, Saturday, back-to-back remains to be seen. But I think Collins turns into a Bobby Portis-like streamer that you stream with a player in front of him, Weminyama, is out and not a hold through other circumstances but we will find out more on that as we go through. The Sacramento Kings, do they have a clean injury report? Well, of course they do. Another team with just, there's just not that much going on, which is, again, it's awesome. We just hope that it lasts. The only guy on there is Sasha Vizenkov, who's questionable with an ankle sprain. The Portland Trail Blazers, it's a little bit bit less interesting, a little bit less um, clean, but it's not that bad. Shaden Sharp is dealing with his adductor soreness slash abdominal strain, We've got him out until the 8th of February, which is around the trade deadline. Obviously, with him out, we're getting those extra minutes from Malcolm Brogdon. We would have hoped we got extra minutes from Scoot Henderson. But unfortunately, Scooter has not been able to top 24 minutes in the last three games, which is really frustrating. Um, honestly, like if you don't have an IL slot, it is really hard to hold sharp, especially if you're mid-pack in the standings because he wasn't playing that well anyway, and he's out, and you might need that roster spot. The other one there is Moses Brown, who we've got out until middle of March, but with Aiton back and playing, um, we don't need to worry too much about Moses Brown. Moses Brown only has an NBA job, let's be fair, because he's seven foot tall. That is it. Like, there is no other reason. He is not good at all at basketball, but he is seven foot tall. And someone asked me this on one of the live shows. Well, how come you know, these big men can't shoot free throws? It's because basically you get an NBA job if you're seven foot tall and you have any level of athleticism because there's so few of those pl- uh, people in the world that exist that you've got like a 4% chance of being an NBA player if you're seven foot tall or something along those lines. Anyway, Bob ball. ball. Uh, I listed him doubtful. He has officially been ruled out uh, with that foot issue. I would expect he probably misses a few more. So obviously, if he tried to stream in, ball, it's not really working. Damo Lee is out through until the um, until March or, or April with a knee surgery. The uh, Suns also just dropped a couple of guys onto the injury report today. Grayson Allen with knee soreness questionable for today on a back-to-back. And Eric Gordon with wrist soreness questionable with a back-to-back as well. That just dropped down, but that is, again, likely just back-to-back related. The Philadelphia 76 is finally a team with a little bit of juice on the old injury report, but it's not that much that matters apart from DeAnthony Melton. Now, we don't have a full update on him, but he has not played since the 12th of uh, January. And prior to that, he already had that back injury. He has now missed four in a row. He's ruled out for Monday. There is a chance that he is back on Thursday. That's currently where we have the return of Melton, but that could get pushed out. Robert Covington also has been out for a long time with this knee soreness, but they just keep ruling him out game by game. So I'm just going to say he's not back this week, and I've got him coming back on the second half of their Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back next week, which is the 30th of January. There's a bunch of sort of game time decision guys. Pat Beverly's is probable with an illness. Mo Bumba's is questionable with a knee issue. He's actually missed four straight. Uh, Marcus Morris with a foot issue is questionable. And Jaden Springer has missed four straight as well with his ankle soreness. But these are all just back end fringe rotation players that don't really matter for the majority of us in fantasy. The Orlando Magic, uh uh-huh, they only at the moment have Gary Harris on the injury report. Now, you'll say that's a little bit misleading, Josh. I guess it is. Mark Fultz is resting today because it is a back-to-back. Jonathan Isaac is resting today because it is a back-to-back. But that's all that is. They're not actually hurt. It's part of their return from injury recovery. Gary is out. I guess there's a chance that he returns on Friday. Gary has been out for multiple weeks. Like That'll be basically three over three weeks since he played with the calf strain, which is about the right time, and we know Gaz is a little bit of a slow healer. Um, when he does return, we'll be interesting to see what they do with Mr. Black and with Jalen Suggs and with Michael Fultz and how they run those minutes, but we uh, get into the stage where it's basically a full healthy team for the Magic. What that means for guys like the aforementioned uh, Goga Badadze, who just got DMP'd last game, and I'm not sure that's going to happen every game. That was a very weird decision. But they've got some rotation crunch decisions coming. And Gary Harris is one of those players that has use, but we'll see where it fits. Another team with absolute zeros on the injury report, the Oklahoma City Thunder. They've basically been healthy nearly all year, and they remain that way at the moment. The, or the New York Knicks. I was going to say the Orlando Knicks. No, the New York Knicks. It's two centers on there. One of them is Isaiah Hartenstein with an ankle soreness, ankle sprain, ankle soreness issue. Um, he left the last game early. Their next game is not until Tuesday. He is questionable for that one. We'll see if there's any update coming there. While Mitchie Robinson, we're probably looking at an April return. If Hartenstein is out... Achua probably would be the guy, but Jesus, he's going to hurt your percentages. He's not a big defensive stats guy, and he would be the most temporary of temporary fill-ins who could do more harm to your team than good. And then the other guy is Jericho Sims, who's probably just not going to play, I would think, enough minutes to matter for majority of people. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL playoffs are down to four teams. But there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is it. You place a $5 bet and you get $150 in bonus bets. Whether that $5 bet wins or whether that $5 bet loses. So you can be in there to have a look at what they've got happening for the Super Bowl. Who do you think is going to win it? who's uh, up for the Super Bowl MVP, who's going to win the conference championship games across the weekend, Detroit, San Francisco, Baltimore, Kansas City. What do you think is going to happen? But you can all parlay stuff as well because I don't know if you've heard, but FanJul has a parlay hub where they have live same-game parlays. They've got parlays that are made by other parlay makers. You can parlay your own parlays in there as well. So go and check out their parlay hub as well as the Explore tab for all different sorts of bets. Go to Fangio.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup And don't, or Fangio, is an official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, let us go through now after the Knicks to the New Orleans Pelicans, a team that has notoriously been banged up, and guess what? They're also healthy. Well, they're not really, because Matt Ryan is dealing with an elbow surgery. He's a two-way player that wouldn't play anyway. We've got him out until the end of January, but at the moment, knock on wood, again, they are healthy. Ingram, Zion, McCollum, everyone's ready to go. Larry Nance... The Minnesota Timberwolves, I said this the other day. I said, look, Anthony Edwards just doesn't look quite right. Let's just keep an eye on what's going on. And then he popped up today with a questionable tag with an illness. So that's just something to watch. Jalen Clark, um, second-round pick, he's dealing with an Achilles issue. And then, weirdly, Mike Conley popped up with with a rest uh, designation for today, which is strange because, A, this is not a back-to-back on Monday, so he's out on Monday, but I guess it's the Hornets. But then they play a Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back against the Wizards and the Nets you would have thought that maybe he'd sit the Wednesday on the back-to-back against the Wizards. I don't know. That's a little weird one. Why did he just pop up with a rest there when he's played many back-to-backs this season on a isolated Monday game? I don't know. That's something to think about. But he is out for Monday. Now, Mike Conley, the Milky Bucks, it's only Giannis that's on the injury report at the moment, and he is probable with a shoulder issue. So, look, he's okay. He's ready to go. We're good. Even... The notoriously banged up Miami Heat, and I'm sure they'll have something to say about this because they'll go and list seven guys as like in or probable. Duncan Robinson, um, probable, ankle. Tyler Hero, uh, hair, dandruff, playing. They love to do that. But at the moment, there's one legitimate injury on there, and that's Jaime Jaquez, who's dealing with a groin issue. I think he might be back at the end of the week, but they haven't given us a firm timetable on that. I do find it really hard to consider him a must-hold player. Of course, open IL slots you do it. But on a healthy squad, it is hard for me to see, especially in a points league, for him to be a must-hold player. The Memphis Grizzlies, are ah, here's a team with real injuries. They know what the NBA is about. Desmond Bain, we've got... I know that is way further than his six-week evaluation, but my job is projection, and I'm projecting that he doesn't return in six weeks. I've got Desi Bain out until the, around the end of March, or middle to end of March. I, I just don't think he's going to play a really sizable portion of this season. I've got Marcus Smart back around the beginning of March. I think he will come back for how long, I don't know. The big question, I guess, with this team is um, the cashier Xavier Tillman, who missed the last game with knee soreness. He is questionable again with knee soreness. He'd been playing pretty well. It's going to be frustrating if he doesn't play, and if he doesn't play, it is going to be Santel Dama who has to step up and be useful there. Brandon Clark with his Achilles issue. Does he even come back this season? I, I think he might in a really limited role just to get some games into him, but that'll be you know, February, late February, March. Jake Laravia's ankle injury should keep him out. Through the trade, trade deadline, I would guess, we haven't had really any updates on Derrick Rose because they actually need Derrick Rose. But he's had this thigh issue multiple times. They keep saying he's week to week. So I think he's out probably for this week. Who knows if he's back next week. He could play those 20 minutes, but honestly, he, he can't survive more than that. He's had multiple thigh injuries already. And he just... Yeah, you know, while while you might think it is pretty sad, it, it is like he just he can't do it anymore in the NBA. The injuries just get him every single time, unfortunately. For the Lakers, the artist formerly known as Tori and Prince sat out the last game with some knee soreness that didn't doesn't appear to be anything serious. It just seemed to be a buildup of um, yeah, accumulation of pain through the knee where he's played every game and Pockets has played him a ton of minutes. So with him out, they started Rui Hachimura, and you'd be shocked to know, but Rui didn't play very well. I, again, I, it does appear that Rui is going to be dealt as well as D'Angelo Russell, and we'll see what happens. Gabe Vinson is out, I would guess, through the All-Star break with his knee issue as well. The Clippers, outside of Ivica Zubac, it's relatively clean. Now, Zubac is going to be out a while. We've got him returning around the 25th of February. It was a four-week re-evaluation. That, to me, is a five- to six-week injury. We saw Mason Plumlee play big minutes, and then he played 15 in the second one. Completely throwing that out out uh, up in the air. So it was Westbrook who got the minutes last game. It might be Tyson in the future. It might be Plumlee. All that means is it's really hard for me to consider Plumlee a must hold if they're going to jerk it around that much. Because like that's a lot of piston bashing going from 28 to 15. And there's if he went from 28 and played 24, I'd be like, all right, that's cool. But if you can actually only play 15 minutes in that role, then I just don't want to look at him as a must hold, must roster player. Mister Diabete is dealing with a hand issue, but you know, they had an opportunity to play him earlier in the season. They went, absolutely not. We are not doing it. You are not getting any minutes whatsoever, my guy. The Indiana Pacers, the Torres Halliburton, hamstring issue. We don't have the official update for him for Tuesday. I'll be very, very interested to see what goes on there because he sat on Sunday after coming back for one game, some would say maybe a little bit too early. So does he, is he about If he misses Tuesday, then I will rip the shit out of this organization. And then they have a Thursday, Friday back-to-back as well. So I think we can be relatively confident he won't play in both of those games. With his hammy, I don't think that Isaiah Jackson's going to be available Tuesday with a concussion. He missed the game on Sunday. But I also don't think that Jackson's actually going to be part of the rotation. I think Toppen and Jalen Smith will get the four and the five minutes. In the way that Jarris Walker is playing, well, I just don't know that we're going to get much Isaiah Jackson, unfortunately. The Rockets have some real injuries or some real names on the injury report. Fred Van Vliet missed the last game with a back issue. Jabari Smith with an ankle injury. I think that Van Vliet is likely to play on Wednesday. Smith would be a little bit more on the doubtful side. And we saw them start Cam Whitmore over Jay Sean Tate, which was definitely an important thing. Now, Whitmore did not play well in that role. So we'll see where that goes. And they started Amen Thompson instead of Aaron Holiday over Fred Van Vliet. Also really, really important. But... I also think that Van Vliet will play on Wednesday, so a men's value is not going to be there. The other thing that could happen is Tari Eason might play. He's been out for weeks now. I think that if he does return on this game on Wednesday, then they've got a Friday, Saturday back-to-back, which he almost definitely um, won't be a part of, I'd guess. But then we have to see how that impacts Eason, or sorry, how Whitmore's evolution, I guess, impacts Eason, how Eason's return impacts Whitmore, and what I think it probably ends up doing is just rendering both of them um, not 12-team league players. But we'll find out, won't we? And hopefully we get some idea whether um, whether Easton's actually going to be returning. But it looks like that could be happening. We also have Jeff Green and Reggie Bullock, who both uh, missed the last couple of games, or Green missed the last one, but they're not big parts of the rotation anyway, and they don't matter a huge amount. The Golden State Warriors, we just haven't seen this team play for a long time due to the tragedy and the passing of their assistant coach. And that I don't know, that that passing obviously it, it hurt everybody. Like it, it was it's a it's a big shock, big shock to the system. But then, you know, yeah, I know that this is yeah, on a small scale, but like I don't know, it really affected me because where where the incident happened, like I haven't been to many places in Utah, but I've been to that restaurant. I'd I'd been to dinner at that restaurant, I, so I, you're picturing the surroundings where you see there and you'd be there. That's where NBA teams go all the time, and I'd been there, um, and we had dinner after Utah Summer League. Me, David Locke, and a few other NBA media members like uh, Kevin Pelton, Danny Danny, Leroux, oh, was Danny that? No, Nate Duncan. Oh, maybe Danny. Yeah, we're all there eating, and it's all just NBA people everywhere, and just picturing that in your head. Like, it just was like. Bloody hell! Like that is like shocking, and I know it's shocking for everybody. And you know, who cares how I feel a million miles away well, for someone I've never met? But like just picturing that environment is—it is, was pretty terrifying. But anyway, this team, um, their next game is scheduled for Wednesday. Chris Paul is still going to be out. I'm guessing until the beginning of February. We did get a just get an update today on Moses Moody. I had him maybe returning on Wednesday, but no, he's been ruled out for another week with a calf strain. So Moody last played against the Pelicans on the 10th of January. He scored 21 points in back-to-back games and now he's out again. So yeah, really unfortunate because he was starting to establish himself there. And then Gaz Payton, we've got out until the beginning of February. Um, and look, at all those guys are going to be maybe returning around similar times and they're all guards and that throws all that rotation back into a big mix, which we would just love to get. As always, more clarification on things. That's how uh, that's how we can get some success in fantasy. Today's episode is also brought to you by PricePix. PricePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, which is awesome because it's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You don't have to play against all of these other thousands of people in a contest. You don't have to worry about fitting guys into a salary cap. You don't have to worry about battling pro- uh, pros and sharks and all that sort of stuff. It's you versus PricePix, and in PricePix, Literally everybody can win because it's not a situation where if I win, you lose. It's if I win, price loses. And if you win, price loses because they put up the individual player projections and you just choose, do you want more or less? You do between two to six of those. You stick them into an entry and you can win up to 25 times your money back. You can do it across multiple sports. They've got their combo section as well in their special leagues where you can put things like LeBron James 3s plus Travis Kelsey receptions. They set a number and you just choose more or less. Very easy to do. You can do the entries really fast. Your withdrawals are fast as well. It is super fun and super easy. Go to pricepixcom slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricefix.com slash locked on NBA. The promo code is locked on NBA and that gets you a Um, first deposit match up to $100. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. Let us just roll through the rest of the NBA now and see if there's any actual big injuries that have happened. Well, there's good news in Detroit because Cade Cunningham is set to return. He is listed doubtful currently for Monday. And while this isn't a Charlotte Hornets doubtful tag, it is a good sign because they said it was a five to seven day return program here, and then two days later he's listed doubtful, so we're going to guess that Cade is back, if not for their next game, maybe the one after. And the same goes for Monte Morris, who we haven't seen all season. Now, where he fits in the rotation I have absolutely no idea, but I would guess that he would just kick Killian Hayes completely out of this rotation. And Cade coming back would further kick Killian Hayes out of this rotation, and then Marcus Sasser is probably out of the rotation as well. So, Morris isn't going to be someone that we add, but what it does do is it hurts some of those fringe guys, probably even Alec Burks as well. Um, We have um, Isaiah Stewart, who's questionable for Monday's game with an ankle. We saw last game without Stewart. Asar Thompson was able to play 32 minutes. We cross our fingers, and we hope that he's able to do that each game, but I'm not fully on board with that. Um, I hope so, but I don't know that. I'm okay grabbing Asar, but we get a better indication of what happens here when Stewart plays on Monday. The reigning champs, the Denver Nuggets, they've got a clean injury report at the moment. It's just Julian Strouder, who we've got out until the beginning of February, but he's not really a big part of the rotation. And even in Dallas, like there's not much going on there. It's Dante Exum with that plantar fascia issue. He's been out since New Year's Day is when he hurt that. Uh, so we're three weeks into that. Maybe he's back on the 24th. Who knows? They're not really updating us on that. And then Seth Curry got ruled out today with an ankle issue. He's playing five minutes a night anyway. Uh, he's out for Monday. That doesn't really impact us much at all. The Cavs obviously have some big injuries. We still, Evan Mobley, haven't had any specific updates on that, but I think around the All-Star break is a reasonable recovery. And the update we got on um, Darius Garland was that he wouldn't be on this team's road trip, but there's a chance that he returns when it ends, which is Monday, the 29th of January, and that is likely a return date for Darius Garland. Karis Levert missed the last game with a wrist issue. He is questionable for Monday's game with a wrist issue. I think he is worth a hold in a points league. Category league, gets a little bit more debatable, but I would still keep it going until we see Garland actually return. And then Milk and uh, Ty Jerome, I, I don't know if the man's alive. I don't know if he still plays for this team. We've had no updates at all. He played about two games to begin the season, and he's been out with an ankle issue that we actually don't know what the ankle issue is. Must be one of the worst sprains of all time because he just is never playing ever again, apparently. Um, the Chicago Bulls, the skater boy, Zach Levine, with that um, ankle sprain. We've got him out until the beginning of February. Um, we see that Patrick Williams and Ayo Sumu get that boost in his absence. We also have Tory Craig out until around the All-Star break with a foot issue, and then old mate Anorel Patim with his nose fracture. Um, we haven't had an update on that in a while because it's Anorel The Your mate's the Charlotte Hornets. This is where things get really frustrating because Mark Williams and his back problem. Like, cool. I... I the way they've handled this has been disgusting, as per usual. The fact that they listed this man doubtful for 12 straight games, and I'm now projecting him back at the end of February, is an embarrassment to this organization who does a bloody good job of embarrassing themselves on the daily anyway. So I don't, you can very comfortably drop him. Um, Nick Richards, the big dick Nick, has been downgraded to doubtful. He missed Friday and Saturday with an ankle sprain. He also played through that ankle sprain on Wednesday, so that's not good. This does help P.J. Washington, and for deeper leagues, it's Nate Mensah and the God of Hammers, JT Thor, who get those minutes, but they're not super exciting guys. So yeah, Washington, you look at it as a 12-teamer, but that's it. I still think that Richards is going to be a rosterable player. I just want him back in my life. Gordon Hayward dealing with a calf strain. He's been out for all of January um, I don't think he's going to be back this week. Three to four weeks for an old bastard like Gordon Haywood is about normal. We talked about that with Gary Harris already. So we've got him returning maybe on the weekend. They've got a Friday, Saturday back-to-back, the Hornets. Maybe he's able to return against his former team, the Jazz, on Saturday. But it is also Gordon Haywood. So who knows, man, that could be a long time. And obviously, we're not holding him through that. And then Cody Martin popped up uh, with a knee issue. He played four straight games, including, of course, starting in the second half of a back-to-back Honestly, Jesus Christ. Um, If Martin is out, along with all these other players, then you're going to get bigger minutes for a Nick Smith or even an Ish Smith. but that's only for deeper league situations. The Brooklyn Nets. I've listed a return date for Ben Simmons, but that's fake. Do you know he said he played six games this season? I thought he played way longer. Six. Jesus Christ. Um, There are still people holding Ben Simmons. Congratulations to you guys. What are you doing? Why have you held him this long? This makes no sense. But maybe he's back at the end of the month. I would not hold my breath at all. I would not go and scoop him, expecting him to be back at the end of this week. I would not add him, expecting him to play decent minutes. I would not be bothering with Ben Simmons at all. Done. Dayron Sharp, maybe he's back at the end of the week as well from that knee sprain. I think that might push a little longer. And then we had the bad news on the pimple, Derek Whitehead with the shin stress reaction. He's having some really bad luck with his bones in his legs. Um, he's out until March and that is bad basically going to be a wasted rookie season for him. The Boston Celtics are injury-free. You say that's a lie, Josh, because Christos Puzingas isn't playing today. Puzingas is resting due to a back-to-back with his knee issue. They have another back-to-back Monday, Tuesday, next week, so expect Drew Holiday, maybe, but definitely Al Horford and possibly Christos Puzingas to sit there as well. But these are not real injuries. These are no timetable things. These are just his sitting because it's a back-to-back. And the last team actually does have real injuries, and one of those is Trey Young with a concussion. Young has been ruled out for Monday. I'll be pretty surprised if he plays on Wednesday. So I'm going to set a return date for Trey Young as Friday from the concussion. With him out, it boosts Bogdan. It boosts DeJounte. It boosts, you would think it would boost a little bit of Trent Forrest. It didn't really in the last game. Um, Gary Matthews, Wessie Matthews, if he plays, um, you would hope it would it would bump a 15th overall pick, Kobe Bufkin, but apparently it doesn't. Dundre Hunter also could return this week. I think he's probably out the next two, but we haven't really had an update on him and his knee. Not scurrying to add him whatsoever. Uh, Mo Gaye with his back issue, probably around the deadline, but he's not going to play. And then Vic Krejci and Wes Matthews are both out of Monday's game. Krejci, it doesn't really matter that much, but Matthews would be a 15 minute a night player in a situation where Trey Young is out, but he is out as well, and that's where we're at with that. So. Do you still agree, or what do you think? Like, is it like it is actually a pretty clean week for injuries? Now, I know, you, you might be sitting there going, "Well, I've got actually got Garland, I've got Trey Young, um, I'm, I've got uh, Mark Williams, so I'm screwed. I've got Des Bane, it's over. I, I get that, but it's it's relatively clean at the moment. There's not a lot going on. There hasn't been any huge breaking injury news. The Levine one and the Trey one just happened, but knock on wood, it's it's been okay. And instead of you knocking on wood, why don't you knock on the subscribe button or the thumbs up button here over on YouTube and get ready for the live trade deadline show. We bang that out super quickly because there just wasn't that many injuries to talk about. Knocking on all the wood possible so it doesn't get worse as the day moves on. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.